Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by... Trace Knott, the lover of dogs, Finicaro. <laughs> and... Benicio Del Snecoro. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. We're gonna I like that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about I did too. It was pretty good. We're gonna talk about Trace and his lover, not love for dogs. After a little bit later, a little bit of a heads up. But uh first, Trace, uh, could you talk to us about like what <laughs> GitHub not being able to make up its mind, <laughs> essentially? Um, yeah, so this is an interesting um, turn of events. Um, in a previous episode, we talked about how the um, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA takedowns, um, had been flooding in um, to various locations, and it wasn't just GitHub uh, that's been receiving these uh, these DMCA takedown notices. In fact, uh, I believe it was last episode we talked about how these Twitch streamers were being affected by a barrage of of takedown notices um and it can really hurt the content creators and in this case github is a home for people who write computer source code so the computer source code gets a little bit more interesting because sometimes these utilities the code itself is legal but what the utility does kind of falls into a gray area and that's where youtube download is and it's a project where um you could essentially go to um, go to a YouTube video and save it for offline playback. And now, of course, the the reason that this is this is in a legal gray area is because if you don't have if you don't own a license to the content, then then you may not be allowed to save it. So let's say, for example, it's your favorite song, um, and you want to just grab that video. Um, if you didn't actually pay for the song. Um, you really don't have a license to have it on your computer. You can play it through Pandora. You can play it through Spotify or through uh, Apple Music slash iTunes. Um, you can play it directly through, you know, like a streaming service like YouTube because they have a license to it, but you don't actually have a license to save it. And this YouTube download program, um, YouTube-DL, was is, has been very popular for this purpose. Um, and it can be used for legitimate reasons, stuff that you do own a license to, or can be used for illegitimate reasons. And when, when it was taken down, um, a barrage of people started storming uh, the DMCA's uh, the DMCA actually has its own section in GitHub just for these takedown notices, and people started storming it. Um, and in some cases, they would do flowcharts about how taking down a project like YouTube Download just makes everyone in the planet start to clone that project and then re-upload it. It's almost like there's more copies of it now on the internet because the internet was told uh, that this that this program couldn't exist. But uh, the interesting part about this this program is that the uh, according to the DMCA, the takedown reason was that it was uh, it was circumventing um, like privacy or encryption measures, which is is punishable um, by by U.S. law and I believe European law. However, YouTube download is like no, we actually just take a we just take a text file out of the web page and we just download that file. Like it's there's we didn't break any any encryption in order to. Um, in order to get access to this, we didn't backdoor anything. It's information that you can right click and view inside your web page and just grab. We didn't do anything, um, you know, anything you know that you would be that would be considered illegal or malicious. And uh, GitHub put it back on. 
<laughs> um, what happened is an organization called the Electronic Frontier Foundation um, decided to fight against RIA, and they actually wrote this open letter uh, to RIA saying, um, "You have to, you you can't pursue this." Um, it's it, so it's, it was the recording industry that that was that, that was fighting to take YouTube download down, and they're like, "No, your your claims your claims actually are incorrect, and and there's not any." Um, uh, you know, security or whatever uh, being broken here. Um, it's something that's it's just clear in the browser. So in reaction to this, GitHub, which is the home for most projects um, source code, has uh, has has revamped how it's how it plans to handle these these type of takedown notices, which I thought was super appropriate because we just talked about how these twitch streamers were affected by these, you know, these RIA takedowns. And uh, you know, and now this is like kind of a, a win for the consumer, I feel. My audio just cut out. No, Did I just it? stopped talking. Hit it? No. I heard GitHub, and after that, nothing. <laughs> oh. Well, hopefully it got recorded. <laughs> if not, it'll sound a little I, bit weird on playback. I, I, I heard it, Trace. Okay. What I heard you. Sorry. Okay. What what's uh... I, I was saying that it's 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 kind of a win for the consumer that, that GitHub is changing their um their perspective. It's well, actually I... creating a one million dollar defense fund to provide legal aid to developers against suspected section twelve oh one claims. And it's also doubling down on its lobbying work to amend the DMCA. Um, and similar style DMCA copyright laws around the world. So it, they're really like, no, you know what? The community is right here. The RIA is wrong. Let's fight back against them. Just super awesome. It's, I'm curious as to see how far it'll, how far the how far the other way the pendulum the pendulum will swing. Another interesting part about this is GitHub was recently purchased by Microsoft. So in some ways, you can actually, you could be perceiving this as Microsoft is championing, championing the, uh, you know, the, the, the freedom to have your code and, um, you know, and to, to, to not be abused by, by organizations like Rio with, with letters from lawyers um, for the little guy, uh, which, is, which is crazy because back in the 90s, Microsoft was a very strong uh, opponent of a lot of these open source projects so they've kind of come come you know full circle now and now they're they're they're, they're fighting for uh the people that they used to fight against well they made their money and they've got their installation base so <laughs> now it's time to yeah. like work on like uh google and google's little 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 program called mm -hmm. youtube <laughs> yep yep and you know it's it's funny because you know you say they made their money it's actually I think they figured out that if, if they're for open source, they're actually going to make more money in the long run. Um, and th the reason is, is because they've kind of shuffled. They used to make all their money off of licensing Microsoft Windows and, and, and Microsoft Word. Well, not everyone needs Microsoft Word anymore. And Windows comes with a computer. Um, so th 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 it's not like people are buying that off of the shelf like they were back in the 90s, right? You remember the Windows 95 commercials? Like they were selling it directly to consumers. They're like, get off of your, your IBM computer and you know you refresh it with a copy of Windows 95. 
they're not in that market anymore. So now they're predominantly in the cloud services market. And in the cloud services market, they have to play friendly with open source because a lot of the projects that like websites and stuff like that run on are all based on open source software. So if they were rejecting open source so software, they wouldn't have a cloud service to begin with. So I, I, you're right. Like, like they've made their money, but also this is kind of a strategy for them too, that they'll actually make more money in the long run because people will continue to pay for their services because they're open source friendly. Maybe baking in a little longevity into the, uh, into the game plan. Absolutely. Playing the long game. Well, speaking of playing the long game, you know, who's not playing the long game? Yes. Purdue Pharma. So, uh, very recently, um, Purdue Pharma has agreed to pay, well, they pleaded guilty to uh, the federal charges against them that uh, essentially um, they're taking responsibility for the nation's opioid crisis uh, because they are the ones that created OxyContin, knowing full well the... Uh, <laughs> the highly d addictive nature of it and uh also doing some you know kind of like shady practices with like doctors and things like that um but it's uh the cost that the, they're paying a 3.5 billion and 2 billion so about 5.5 billion dollars is all it costs if you want to create a pandemic and national crisis that's uh, that's all you have to worry about we 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 really should do some. Pre we really got to start doing prep work for some of these because I want to do the math of here's the loss to return ratio on that. Like, so we get paid a five point five billion dollar fine. Um, we actually made more up until Jeff Bezos like got the Amazon fortune. We didn't actually have a unit of measure measure to to, to get that much money. But up until then, this was. This was this was it. This was the actual shit. This is the dictionary definition of shit ton. And the Slacker family, those are the owners of uh, Purdue Pharma, they, they, will, they will, withdrew they in 2017, I believe. They withdrew 10.7 billion, um, right when the uh, right when the legal uh, process, right when the right when the lawyers essentially started getting letters from the from the government. And um, they have to pay back three billion of that, I guess. But you know, they they're not on top. Yeah, they absolutely came out. You, you, f <laughs> yeah, they came out on top. Is absolutely they still? I mean, if they didn't make any moves with that money and make any money off of that that cash, which fucking, I'm sure they made significant amounts of money off that off that liquid cash. They still only a third of it's gone. There's still there's still a there's still roughly seven billion up. <laughs> so I got I got to ask you a question. You know, because I mean, like the you know you have you have narcos and everything like that, and you have these TV series going into kind of these extravagant lifestyles that like drug cartel people, you know, like the, the the big the people on top of drug organizations do. Is it more vulgar? You know, like is is that more vulgar? Like the the getting the fucking pet tigers and shit like that, or having the suit and the sixteen yachts, like all like the the, the like whole, which one disgusts you more? 
which which one is actually like from like because you know you you may say this is an arbitrary thing i think this is like i think this is weird because it's like how people get weirded out on the uncanny valley like there's there's a thing in your brain that if you asked you to like do a number, you couldn't, but you know implicitly that this is more fuck. One is more fucked up than the other. Like they're still both are fucked up, but one is visibly more. Yeah, I I think it's scary whenever whenever there's a gigantic evil, and there's a whole bunch of people that that are are, are working towards that evil without knowledge of it. Right. So like. Like in the case of Purdue, Purdue has these employees that are waking up, drinking their coffee and commuting to work every day. And they all just think that they're working for, you know, a corporation and that, you know, and they're, they go to their, their employee, um, pep rallies and they, you know, they're told about how great of a company Purdue is. Um, meanwhile, there's certain people that know that that the the opioids are just being pushed and pushed and pushed and the company knows about it and they're like well you know as long as we make as long as we make a profit um you know we're doing everything within the law um and they push and they push and they push and they end up creating like an opioid crisis that's at such a large scale right where i don't know what the percentages are like gunner said <laughs> this is something we probably should have done our homework on but i know personally i want to say five people who have had an opioid addiction and two of them who have had a very very serious opioid addiction um I, that's a- i know i <laughs> i know people who've had to have narcan nasal spray i uh i know people about as close as you can get to me that haven't have opioid addictions. Um, it's, uh, but, but, but but, let's say one in a hundred is the problem. Let's say one in a hundred people. Right. I mean, it's interesting because I I, I do have a stat. Yeah. So in, in 2017, it's Mm -hmm. estimated that 10.3 million Americans 12 and older misused opioids. Um, I I believe back in 2018, uh, about 70,000 Americans died of drug overdoses uh, that were, that were opioid, opioid drug overdoses. So, so that's like a 3% abuse, right? I mean, that's a pretty high percentage. That's a pretty high saturation of people that are abusing it. Now, the thing is, is that having a problem with it and being seriously addicted to it are two completely different things. Absolutely. Um, It doesn't minimize the fact that the pharmaceutical companies created it, but it is a different type of damage. Right, it's a different type of damage when, when, when you know, grandma has to wean herself off of them, versus when you know, when, when your your cousin decides to switch to heroin, and yeah, (laughs) and the the heroin (laughs) stuff is which gets crazy because they are usually dead very, very quickly. Like their their life their life span goes from like, you know, like 40 or 60 more years of life to like 40 or 60 more days. To be honest with you, it's not even the heroin. It's what happens is the they, they jump to, they jump to heroin, can't afford it anymore. Yep. Then fentanyl comes into play and it's so, yeah. so significantly more powerful and it's being cut into more and more downers that, that it, uh, thanks. 
Thanks, thanks, China slash uh, Russia. But, but it's, I guess my my issue with all of this is like, <laughs> it's not just oh, OxyContin was a fucking horrible scourge that you released on on our country and on the world really, it but was, on our country specifically. It's you, you, they, you literally created the landscape. Yep, and like it's not like it's not just OxyContin. It's the programs, the kick, the anti-fucking uh, kickback um, statutes that the federal government had in black that you just ignored and did anyway. You literally, <laughs> I mean, talk about th this is like this, this aligns right with doctors over prescribing for like nothing. And why? Because they were getting bonuses mm -hmm. kicked to them by the pharmaceutical, by the pharmaceuticals. Like, it's not just the fucking, it's the situation you've created. Y you are. The fucking reason that the lobbyists are so strong and that it has been practically impossible to get fucking cannabis legalized recently with all of the fucking scientific data that has come out and how beneficial it is. It's why it's still this uh, a fucking issue. Now, it's always been an issue, but this with Oxycontin, this miracle fucking painkiller that you came out when it came out. I mean, it, how far did you set it back? How far did you set back the legalization of, of CBD and fucking and, and THC and cannabis for uh, for any type of pain treatment or management or anything like that? It, it's I have a very fucking difficult time understanding why anyone was allowed and continues to be allowed to personally benefit from such a fucking horrible situation. It would be one thing if they were completely naive and they had no idea that this shit was going to happen, but the people that worked on it and developed it knew, and then they you literally doubled down and started paying fucking doctors to overprescribe. All of your assets should be frozen. Anything you profited off of that should be taken away. See this. This gets into this gets into a problematic statement, though, which is that um, implicitly, um, once you get so many steps up on the ladder, you become you become a collaborator in the system too. Because how much of that? How much of that? How much of that funding for that shit came from institutional vendors, investors, i.e., for you know? And again, this isn't like this isn't like. You you buy food, therefore you support. Mm -hmm. But 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 you, I am so smart. But it, I guess I'm not talking about Gunner. I'm not talking about shareholders. I'm talking about owners. But no no yeah, but, but, but it's but, like but, but shareholders are owners. It's it, it it's it's like the problem with the good place. Um, and I don't know if you've seen that show, but the the idea was um that that no one can go to heaven anymore because we're all part of feeding a system. Um. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this there's this cognitive dissonance to what we're taking a part in, and it, it it is everyone, it is the people piling into the stock markets, and it the stock markets give incentive to make certain bad company decisions, and that the doctors have incentives to make certain decisions. It, it, it's strange because you'd think that 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 doctors would have united a long time ago against this, or maybe they were, and they were just being suppressed by lobbyists. But what's even crazier to me is it, like you said, like, what's the cost? Oh, well, the cost is $3 billion. That's how much it costs to create a drug pandemic. Um, um, I don't know if pandemic is the right word, 
Uh, epidem- no, uh, yeah. epi- epidemic. 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 But, I mean, it's it's global at this point, so you could yeah, argue yeah. pandemic. Yeah. So to create a to create a, a drug epidemic, um, it costs three billion dollars. That's how much it costs, and you can take all of the profits on top of that. And there's really no other charges. And I think what what really needs to happen is there needs to be criminal charges. There needs there there needs to be something that helps to correct the the shockwave of shit that was created as a result of of the company's negligence to so me trace oh go ahead yeah. keep going keep going I'll, afterwards afterwards go ahead i'm sorry no i was just going to finish that that, that, that I, I think that the fine doesn't actually solve anything it just kind of enables these companies to be so big that they can't fail they just th- they just write a check and you got to remember when they plead guilty that actually means that they settled like <laughs> yeah it's yes. like that's really what it means. It's like, yeah, we could afford $3 billion. So uh, I've got a, an article up here. Um, they, they did like a four-year um, study, I believe, since uh, 2016. So just the four years, not anything before that. Uh, it said it cost the U.S. economy $2.5 trillion. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So it's a small price to pay. Three billion is a small price to pay. Nothing compared to what it costs. I mean, mean, you imagine if we allow this with other types of crimes, right? Let's say I decide that I'm going to put razor blades in every bag of apples for the next year, right? Now, some people just cut their lip on the apple. They go and they get some stitches and the effects aren't that crazy. Other people actually swallow the razor blade. Right, and it cuts up their insides, and they have to actually undergo surgery. Other people die, or they are permanently disabled as a result of these razor blades. And they say, "Oh, Trace, well, it's it, it turns out that your apple farm. It seems like your apple farm was intentionally trying to harm people with these razor blades." And I'm like, "Okay, well, um, here's some money." And they're like, "Okay, bye." Right. Well, you know, they were apples, so I mean, I I thought that they tasted good, and people like things that taste good. I mean, yeah, they had razor blades well, in them, but they tasted I good. I mean, so, but I guess here, here's the, and you can, you can argue that these are, you know, these are things that have existed ever since human beings have gotten kind of organized. You know, sex, drugs, whatever. But, like, is it kind of effed up that we have run we have run so much productivity into the fucking ground that they literally have to make a financial instrument out of how fucking sick you can get people and keep them alive. Like this is like, this is they, they, you know, it's kind of like how they, it's, 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 it's not even monetizing debt. It's monetizing. Okay. We can get a large enough portion of the population of the United States that we can derive a fine, a predictable financial instrument from it, and value, and 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 and, and value a stock or convert effectively convert that. It's like we know we're going to have these many junkies. We know we're going to kill you know because cigarettes were one thing, but this is like. It's like CSX not repair not repairing the railroads. I mean, a similar yes. similar thing happens where it's actually you know they did a study and it was cheaper for them to just 
to, to just derail pay, a train. Yeah, to let the train derail and just pay for the damages. Um, sometimes, including paying the families who lost who lost family members. Um, it's actually cheaper than, than, than maintaining the railroads and it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. And it, it makes you realize that, you know, when you read about like, you read about the, like the medieval times and stuff and, and, and how, how corrupt, um, you know, certain, um, certain governments and stuff were, it's like, we're, what we've done is we've just put a really, really pretty bow on top of that. It's slavery, but with more steps, right? To quote Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> it's such dirty business. There's just a lot of aspects that. How many red flags? Like, okay, I guess it's just it's 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 a series of ethical failures, is what it is. To the yeah. to the reps well, pushing it, dude. Why do you think? Are you that vain of a person? Why do you think you're making all these sales bonuses and this stuff is flying like hotcakes? Like nothing is that easy. No one makes money that no one should make money that easy. Did you did you did you ever see the movie The Big Short? I did, yes. With uh okay. uh Christian Bale Steve, and Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yes, about yep. the housing market crash. Remember what mer- Remember when they were talking to the 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 loan brokers in Miami? Yes. And they're talking about how no, like, those are those are the guys. Yeah. This is yeah. this is this is it. This is the entire this is the entire healthcare industry. Right. And the strippers the got like three houses because she's on a variable rate or whatever, variable mortgage yeah. or whatever. Like. Yep. It's exactly the situation. I I I guess it's difficult for me because I've never in my life made anything like easy fucking money <laughs> like i've never and i don't think anybody on this podcast has, has ever experienced just massive windfalls of money with no effort like i don't i don't know that goes um so maybe it's a part of me that's a little sour i guess but something would fucking tell me that if i was making significantly more i and and life-changing money with less effort than i've been putting forth ever Maybe, maybe something is fucking wrong. <laughs> the other thing too is is when you look at companies like Purdue, that it's it's not like they just offer one drug, right? Right. So it, it, it's even stranger. It's like it's it's like volunteering for your your four H or for your church in, in spending all of your free time doing that, right? But then on the weekends, cheating on your wife. <laughs> it's like. Where do you draw the line between like good, a good company, a good person, and bad? You know, and and the other thing that I think is even a little bit more scary is how many other drugs are out there that that these these pharmaceuticals are are well aware that people um, that people are taking and they're being addicted to, uh, or, or it's permanently affecting their lives. Maybe is a better. A, a more broad description um, for for the worse, you know, like like all of these drugs that that promise to you know take away your depression, you know, or to um, you know some of them. It, it's odd because it'll like it'll fix it'll fix like your your heartburn, right? But then you're gonna have blood coming out of <laughs> you, the other side, and yeah. it's it's like, well, wh- wh- that blood is that normal? 
Like, is that just normal? Like blood normally doesn't come out of there, but is it normal that that, that blood's coming out of there now? Because um, usually when that happens, it's because I'm dying. So is there a side effect of your drug, which takes, you know, it kind of gives me like a, like a short-term comfort, but it actually has these grave consequences. And I'm going to find out that I need to have like a portion of my colon cut out six years from now because of this temporary relief. It's actually one of the things they were talking about potentially as a side effect for uh, immunizing kids too early with the COVID one because there is an actual condition that occurs where effectively your colon, uh, your your small intestine and your large intestine kind of roll inside each other. Oh my gosh! So it, it's like it's like a sock. It's like a sock rolling down. Which who's who's uh what? <laughs> It's, Who's, it's, it's, which it's, vaccine it's, is it? it? Well, actually, technically, the the, the, the well, the, one of the things that they're getting twitchy. I, I was just reading. Actually, uh, yes, uh, intussusception is the name of the condition. But uh, when they were doing their pilots, uh, oh, what the heck was it for another another fucking? It, it, yeah, I'm trying to think what the fuck the disease was that they were talking about. Anyways, it's it's the it was one of the potent. It was one of the side effects that they saw with uh a, a, like a roton or something like that i gotta find the fucking i gotta find the fucking thing because i was anyways it's you know and it's not a don't do this it's just that you have to be careful in how you're fucking you know it's it's one of the risks that they talk about when you try and rush these things out to market because yeah, what would happen is that it would it triggered it triggered it a it triggered a bigger immuno response and it was the antithesis of butthole issue. pleasures the butthole play- yes you you have you have you have, <laughs> the you have trunk- butthole pleasures. You, you 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 have you have you have in, in, you have internal pink sock uh three fucking jesus but to look <laughs> i said you're walk you're welcome ed let's get on to uh, let's jump on to a, a happier topic dogs yeah gunner dogs have butt tulips no, I don't want to hear about that. Okay. Tell us some good news about dogs, even dogs, if it's a little bit old. Well, so uh, again, Elon, uh, our our buddy Elon, in his quest to make his well, yeah, the I I I don't want to speak in terms of the omniscient yet. He may get pissed if it's not the true incarnation. But uh, our buddy Elon uh, is rolling out, rolled out, had them roll out a feature. <laughs> Because you know he's it, it's it must be nice to be like kind of like that insane industrialist who just has a fucking product that like I can make massive feature changes to it on a whim by telling my guys add this add this in and just push it down. Um, but so that well, what they're doing in the Tesla car series now is what they have what they call dog mode and dog mode is basically an alert saying hey you know this car is still on you know plays music let's let's people know that the dog has not been abandoned in the vehicle it will display the current temperature and it will either run the heat or the ac to keep that temperature inside the inside the car set to the level that it a target level now, one, I don't think this nearly goes far enough because in the event of a, a, a power failure, I believe that it should blow the fucking roof off. 
blow the bloody doors off uh, to to quote uh, I'm like blow the bloody doors off to quote the bloody fucking doors off. I just all I said was you need to blow the bloody doors off. That's all I that's all I needed to do. But um, I you know it's 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 in a long string of hey we're just gonna add features into this car some of them entertaining some of them possibly creepy um there was a thing a while back that i think we've talked about it on the podcast where like they were bricking the old teslas because yes. they started dumping info they started logging information to it uh actually earlier in the month Tesla just rolled out a feature. So one, they will send you a special Tesla thumb drive. Although you can just get a USB hard drive to do this, but they will basically convert your car into a, was it the ring Amazon? Their surveillance system. Yeah. I so I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. So, you know, to to escalate into dog mode where this comes in, it's like so. One, uh, it's displaying that you have, uh, you know, that your car, your dog is safely ensconced. I think what this is eventually going to end up with is there has to be sentry turrets integrated into your Tesla, and uh, if anyone uh, gets close to your dog, it discloses, uh, you know, with all the outside cameras, and then opens fire upon people trying to fuck with your dog. Well, it is contained in your your upper class uh, electric safe cell. It's protected by Viper 2.0. Yes. Well, the what it's, was is it? that the car? Yeah. Didn't, wasn't there one like in South Africa where they had like actual fucking flamethrowers that would come out from uh, along the running boards of the car to throw someone if they tried to car? That I you? can't. That I can't speak to. I'm sure probably. I bl- uh, Viper. Do you remember Trace? There used to be this yeah. commercial. With this shady dude, like in a hoodie, trying to like, gym, like trying to like steal a car, and like this weird little like g- horribly bad, d- poorly done CGI, like Viper, like climbs out from under the car. That was like their ad for the Viper, uh, like security Viper for yeah, for cars. Yeah, I don't think well, I've ever heard of like. I one of our coworkers at Turning Stone. Uh, he ended up with his brother's car, uh, and he was he'd go to New York City on a regular basis, and he actually had a Viper car alarm. And it was funny because you say that, and uh, it armed it. And there was a lady from HR who is always like, she's very Jiminy Christmas, shut the front door, like you know, just goes out of her way not to curse. And you heard Viper disarmed, and I. She immediately just whips her head around, and she's like, "You have to be fucking with me," and just slams <laughs> both hands over her mouth like a little kid who had just been caught. Um, but yes, actually, the so the the thing I was referring to is called the blaster. And yes, they actually had it as a theft deterrent system that they were selling in South South Africa to prevent carjackings. But it's a fucking flamethrower, five meter plume of flame upward. Well, now you can stop anyone who uh, tried to open the door while it was armed. People from smashing windows in if your car in your front to your Tesla. Well, because yeah, it's ironic. It's ironic that uh, there will be gasoline s- s- slowly being added back to Teslas, but it's not for propulsion. It's for the uh, area denial system that's attached to them. Because nice. you know what, the the, the 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 truck's bulletproof, right? 
That's its whole point. So you can go get the, you can go get you can go oh, through drive through hammer the surfs. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as the windows are up. <laughs> Why is the windows are all the way <laughs> up? As long as you're not facing the Hammer Brothers from Mario, you should be fine. <laughs> they show up to your fucking your car, you're done, well, your truck. You have a choice so, between hammer. You have a choice. You have a choice between hammers and buying uh, oxycotton. So uh, you know, I think I think they're going to be safe with the proles being not able to afford jackhammer or sledgehammers. Trace, sound like you were going to say something. Oh, I think I was just going to talk about how I don't like dogs, and I decided that it wasn't worth it. That I was going to get snake bit anyway. No, talk, talk about your talk about your hate of dogs. <laughs> well, I mean, so they put this, this is non-interest. They put this. They put this message in the center of the dashboard on these things because if they didn't, then the the social dog warriors, the social dog justice warriors of the world would smash the windows on the Teslas to save the dogs because that's a thing. Like it's perfectly fine to go and smash someone's property to save a dog. And the thing is, is that like, I don't think I, I don't know. It's to me, it's an, it's an animal. I know people like they, they're, they're like emotionally attached to them. They think of it as like a human and it's like part of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like people, they, they share these videos, these like YouTube videos and these TikTok videos and they just, they go to a parking lot and they smash the window and everyone's like, good for you. You saved that dog. So they have to actually put this big banner on the, uh, you know, in the tablet thing that that's in the front of the, the Tesla that says that uh, my owner will be back soon. And like Gunnar said, the temperature is on there. It's because it's like, so if somebody could see in the car, hopefully they can see the screen. Um, and then they won't smash the windows on this Tesla. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also letting everyone know, like, I'm not just leaving this fucking dog in this, in this oven, essentially, to just bake. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's, it's an odd thing, right? I mean, first of all, that's just a common thing. It's crazy. Wait, What's a common? It, some people do it with babies too. It's a common thing. It's perfectly common for people to leave their dogs to cook in their car, like it's a fucking <laughs> Thanksgiving not, turkey. That's not okay, though. I would hope that you would also agree that it's not okay that to do a ba- to do to a baby. I think well, neither. See, I but and I, and I agree and, and whatever. I mean, you're saving a dog. Fine, you're a hero. Um, with a baby, I think it's a little bit. I, I think the baby is a, a little bit more severe, but the thing with the baby is what's the first thing people say to him? They say, how the hell could you forget your baby? Right? Shake, shake the baby. <clears throat> it's like, well, I forget something in my car every time I leave my car. And if I the baby the is sleeping, <laughs> the baby, it's not like you can sit next really- to you. If I don't want to forget something, I set it next to me. That way I don't forget it when I leave the car. Right? Like if I'm going to somebody's, house and I'm bringing something, I try to put the bag within my vision, within my line of sight. So don't forget it. If I put it in the seat behind me, I can't see it really that well in my rear view mirror. You know, it's going to increase the chances of, of forgetting it. And if you're not used to bringing something somewhere, then it, it increases it even further. I'm used to just getting out of my car, locking it and cooking, you know, cooking dogs or whatever. <laughs> but with the baby, people are like, how could you possibly forget? 
And then with like a dog, it's just like they just like fucking smash the windows open. Like I rescued your dog, and it's like it's like I, I was I just I was just pumping gas, and I went. In, I my card wasn't working, so I went in to pay. I think like, people wait, give it a smashed. little bit of time. <laughs> no, my car's you, okay. But but to, to that point, why do you got to bring your dog everywhere? Like, it, <laughs> why you know that these stores don't allow you to bring your dog in unless you're like a vet or something, right? And and the dog's like, you know, you, you, if you need the dog for some form of service or if you have a disability, you need the dog. Yeah, but then um, you can bring it with you. They can bring it with you. And if you don't fall into that category, why are you bringing your dog everywhere? I think people, like, you know, a lot of people, myself included, like dogs. You know, they like to spend time with them. So they want to go, like, do a quick quick uh, run to the store or something like that. That being said, if you really truly do like your dog, you you won't leave it in your car for extended periods of time in the heat. The heat or the cold, right? Right. Any, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. Any extreme. I mean, how do you how do you solve that? Do you leave your air conditioner running? No, I think like your I think you have to use your you have to use your fucking brain. Like, if you're gonna go run in for for you know two three minutes, like I'm gonna go grab a soda at the gas station, or I'm gonna go grab toilet paper at the at the grocery store. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's the the vehicle is not going to heat up in that amount of time. If you're gonna go to like Walmart to do a a shop for the week or whatever. If you're going to go to a department store to go try clothes on, don't bring the fucking dog. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, it's completely on the owner. Hmm. Use your fucking brain. Hmm. See, this is what happens to me. I go to the grocery store, right? I mean, I forget my kid in the back. First of all, I have to make that clear, but no, no, I don't. Um, But I go to the grocery store to buy one item. And then the self-checkout lines are all completely slammed. The systems are archaic, right? There's like somebody like in the middle. I swear it's just somebody like typing in your actual transactions. Like it, it just makes a beep sound and they're like, oh, what was that? Oh, those were some bananas. And they type it in for you. They're so archaic. So the self-checkout line is, is, is all sorts of screwed up. There's a huge line and the one cashier that's there. And then what happens after you check out, you bump into somebody from, you know, that, that, that you happen to know. And you stand there and you talk with them for a while. Maybe that's not hours and hours, but it can definitely take a lot longer than expected. And I have a feeling, I don't know this, but I have a feeling if a person doesn't know how long that dog's been in there, they're going to break the fucking window. I think they're probably going to wait around for five, 10 minutes. I would hope that they would be reasonable and try to find the person. But I would also hope that the person that's in the store has enough empathy to say like, uh, my dog's a much more priority than these bananas or talking to this guy I haven't seen in a while. So I'm going back I, out I to need, my car. I'll come back later. Five or I 10 need, minutes, I though. I mean, that's how long it I takes me to, to pick out ice cream. Sorry, Gunner. Go ahead. I, I, need to add, I need to add one other item to this, 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 this rant of... Is the only person with a dog amongst the, uh, amongst the, amongst the three of us? That's a good point. I... I would, I would like, I would like to add one other item, one other very realistic. Can item I preference? Can I, can I just, can I have a caveat right before you say this? Yes. Your dog is it a pet or is it a working animal? And that is important. Well, it's, well, I mean, he is, he is, he is retired, but he is, he's a you, pet. Yeah, he's it, like my, he is. He is. I mean, like you could argue that the sheep effectively are so fucking spoiled that they're pets and not fucking livestock, anyways. But fair enough. I just I wasn't sure. Go ahead, keep going. 
<clears throat> so the caveat with this is that let's say you do everything right. You leave the car running. You leave the AC on. You can just have people fucking bust the windows and let dogs loose anyways. Right, because they, they don't know. Because they don't know. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, well, no, they don't no, know. No, no. You said five to ten they, minutes. They, they don't know. It's, it's not. It's not. No, it's not a matter of no. I mean, like you can have the car on, the air conditioning running, the windows cracked. The, what we have gotten to is that there is such a level of fucking psychoticness. That has infiltrated this kind of discussion. It's kind of, you know, this was this is the prelude to kind of politics in general in America, where you all people who will rationalize actually fucking harming the dog in those circumstances because it's better. It, it, it's believed it's better for them to to be in a like domesticated life. Well, oh, frankly, they will let your dog loose. Or they will fuck it. They will fucking harm the dog, you know. Or, far, or frankly, the dog harms them because he's completely fucking terrified, and he's mm. and he, he bites you, and he has to be euthanized. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. but I, but I, it's, I, weird I to, say, it's weird to me because people people they everyone is so caught up with dogs. There's I feel like there's too many of them. Everyone wants their own special dog. They want it in their own shape no. and flavor. And oh, no, no, I, there's not too I, many I feel dogs. like there's, there's too many people. No, there's too many dogs. Because people I made mean, dogs. dogs. People dogs made dogs. Have, but their dogs have played an important role in the shaping of humans. I mean, since before, since the BC, like we've been domesticating and living with I, dogs. I, I, I realized, I realized that as a utility, the dogs were very useful, but as, as a companionship, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe it's that one guy who the only thing he has is a dog. He's got no other friends. He's just got a dog. And he sees that dog in the car and he's like, they're going to lose their best friend. And I'm going to break that window. But there's a lot of old ladies that just have 25 cats too. And people have no problem just going to the Chinese store and eating cats. So. That's racist. <laughs> it is. It, but, but seriously, they joke about it. They have no problem joking about eating cat. They don't even care. Cats are so, they're just such cocky animals. People are like, yeah, they can die. Like, that's ah, just a dead cat. I don't, and I don't, I don't, I, I have a cat, so I definitely don't subscribe to that. Cats are significantly more independent, right? Like, and that being said, cats have also played right. big time roles in working, especially in like factory settings way back in the day and uh, grain mills and stores killing and destroying vermin. I mean, cats are fucking murder machines. They're awesome. You know what I mean? So they've played a role, maybe not quite as pronounced as dogs, um, but they're significantly more independent. So I think it's maybe difficult for your average person ain't, to. Ain't nobody breaking a window for a cat kennel. Honestly, the type of person that would break a window without 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 exhausting all efforts of trying to find the person would probably fucking break a window open for a turtle in a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> in a tank. <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh. It's not okay for you to just walk up to a fucking car and smash a window. You need to observe the parking lot that it's in, write down the license plate number, go into the store, and try and find the person. I don't see why you wouldn't try and do that, at least. If you were that concerned, why wouldn't you try and do that? And maybe, you know, you can argue, oh, I've been waiting too long already. And it's like, 
well, then why didn't you immediately go in? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Hey, idiot, your idiot dog's dying. Get yeah. on that. So much hate <laughs> dogs. Bother, it's bothering me. I'm dude. sorry. I'll bring it back up. I'll bring it's it back bothering up. Me. You're right. Let's <laughs> talk about cell phones, Chase. Chase, <laughs> let's just move on and talk about cell phones. I think that's a good idea. Um, so, uh, The United States is being speculated to be um, the next country to start to crack down on carrier-locked cell phones. Now, this sounds odd, carrier-locked cell phone, but anyone who's you know bought a phone through Verizon and then later decided that they wanted to uh, switch to you know AT and T, um, they have to go through some form of buyback program where the phone actually gets usually your plan gets purchased out by the other company and that's incentive to switch. And the reason for that is, is because in the United States, a lot of these cell phone manufacturers or a lot of these, uh, these cellular providers, they actually make it so that you could never, you could never use your phone on another cellular network again. The well, carrier yeah. lock. So go ahead. I mean, uh, there, there are third-party services to unlock your phone, but yes, which is messed up is that effectively they've created a market whose sole purpose is to remove these locks from these phones. After, well, because like, originally it it was because they were tied to like installment plans slash contracts, right? Like right, you you got right. you got a discount on your phone. You agreed mm -hmm. to pay for ah, the good old days service. <laughs> and, and although most of those have gone away, they still have some really odd pairing going on. So for example, when the, when Google had first announced its pixel, um, I think five years ago, they announced the, the, the pixel one, I guess we could call it now when they first announced their pixel, um, it was one price if you bought it, and then it was another price if you bought it through Verizon. And that trend has stayed that way right throughout. And it makes you stop and wonder, like, what is it about selling it through Verizon? Is Verizon giving Google a kickback? Is it locked to Verizon only? So the phone's actually not, it's not actually worth as much because you could never transfer it to another carrier. And uh, the UK had, has recently passed a law and they're anticipating that the US will within the next year where the selling of a phone that's carrier locked um, will, will be against the law. I happen to agree with it being against the law. I've been purchasing unlocked phones, paying a higher price for it um, for years now. And um, I don't think that it's fair. I really don't understand how... Um, buying the phone for a cellular provider is, is cheaper than buying it outright because it's really the same phone. It's the exact same hardware. Uh, one of them can just never be transferred to another network. Yeah. It's a, it's a racket, right? It's gotta be. Whilst what advantage to the consumer is it that you can only buy, you know, you can't just buy whatever cell phone you want and apply the cellular plan. You have to buy it essentially under Verizon. I say Verizon because that's, God, pathetically, the only the only wireless service I've ever had. Um, <laughs> not much of a, not much of an informed consumer anyway. Um, but there's no advantage of it. If I, you should be able to use whatever phone that you want. I mean, I guess yeah. that comes into a. Does that get a little weird with Apple? Because I know Apple has some 
No, so, but you can use an iPhone pretty so, much with any service, right? Yeah, so I've been purchasing unlocked iPhones for a while now. Um, most people don't. Most people don't go to Apple.com and buy their phones. They walk into um, you know, a Best Buy or a Walmart um, or a Verizon store, and they just buy it there, right? Most people buy it because- I, I want to I purchase a piece of shit. Could you just well? It's sell it's like getting here? a new car. It's like getting a new car. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can call it a piece of shit. That's fine. But um, you know, even if it's an even if it's an Android, right? It doesn't really matter the type of phone. Most people buy them um, at, at the location that activates it, and it makes sense because y- just like buying a new car, you want to just leave with the new car, right? You don't sure. want to have to like like tow the car home. And then like go to the DMV with all of the paperwork. So what happens is, is that the car dealership is granted certain authority. Um, and, and part of that authority is the, uh, it allows them to do things like register the car on your behalf. So it kind of makes sense from a sales perspective that, that this trend is still happening where you walk into Verizon and you walk out with a phone, you deal with a salesman and you get the product that you wanted. Um, so the, the consumer side of it, it kind of makes sense. Like, like, like why there isn't too many people complaining about this, but where it becomes an issue is, um, you know, like the, like the Virgin mobiles and the T-Mobiles and, um, they're, what they're doing is they're offering plans that are lower. In fact, there's a startup company called visible, which is, uh, some of the old employees from Verizon. Verizon actually holds majority stock in them, which I find bizarre. They use the Verizon network, um, Visible is rock bottom cheap um, to the point where if you have four people on a plan, it's $30 a month and they call it an unlimited data plan, which I don't know a plan that's unlimited that's that cheap. And it uses the Verizon tower, so it's really good signal. But what this is doing is, is it's forcing people to pop the SIM card out of their phone and go to another carrier. Now, in the case that that carrier is Verizon-based, if you came from Verizon and you're going to Visible, you're okay because they're both Verizon-based. But how does the consumer know that? You know, if you're going to something like Google Fi, Google Fi actually uses US Cellular as a cellular carrier. And they don't use Verizon or AT&T. So how do you jump to a Google Fi, right? The process is really, really confusing um, for the consumer. And what's even worse is is the, the consumer ends up just finding like they find their way to a provider that works. So what's happened is, is companies like Straight Talk, and most people have heard of Straight Talk. Straight Talk's pretty cheap as well. Straight Talk offers um, a different SIM depending on which network you want to use. So when you buy the starter pack, it's 65 bucks, I think. At least last time I saw it was 65 bucks. They give you like four SIMs. So you could play trial and error and keep popping the SIMs in um, until you're on the network uh, that your phone belongs to. And I, that's not fair to the consumer. It's also not fair to companies like Straight Talk that they have to offer four SIMs and three of them get thrown into the trash. Agreed. I, I mean, I don't know what the likelihood is. I don't really know the strength of, you know, cell phone lobbyists or cell phone company lobbyists for it. But I guess I just don't see what it's going to hurt. I assume it's going to hurt the kind of backdoor relationships that these the cell service providers have with the phone manufacturers but oh well get the fuck over it right there's really not a good reason as to why you know someone from an an at uh, someone that has like a whatever a nokia that they had with at&t can't just go and you say okay i want to sign a contract with verizon and use their cell service you know there's i don't really see the need to have buy a brand new phone for it. it's it's right. silly. 
Right. And when the phones first came out, they were branded by the carriers. So a lot of the services mm-hmm. that came with your phone, like VZ texts and stuff like that, um, you could actually like like get certain streaming video services on your flip phones before smartphones were born. And it kind of made sense to couple it to the carrier because you just half of the half of the phone wouldn't work, right? That Verizon was trying to invest time into research and development to make the end user experience better. But what's happening now is there is no there is no proprietary software that needs to be on a phone. You use the text message app, you use the YouTube app, you use the browser. Nothing on there really needs to come from the vendor. That's not to say that they don't though. And I think this is where it's going to get interesting. And Gunnar, maybe he's going to make this point is that they still bundle their phones with garbage. And this yeah. could potentially remove the ability for them to do that as well. Well, I was going to say also like the, the big problem for the longest time was that the, 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 the U.S. did the very American thing, which is that we fucking didn't agree to go the same way as the rest of the world. So you had the CDMA Verizon next, you know, like that. You had the CDMA light side of the fence and the GSM side of the fence. Right. And never the twain shall meet. And now that we've gone to LTE on everything. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Wade was talking earlier about like how you didn't have, you know, like you had the Verizon didn't have Sims, but now that everyone's gone to Sims and we're all using the same bandwidth. Yeah. It's, it's just been seeking at this point. And it's same. Yeah. It's why they put their shitty apps on is that, Oh, by the way, we don't have to follow any fucking, uh, Google's even Google or Apple's ridiculously lax security rules. I wouldn't be surprised if Apple didn't let you do it at this point, right? I mean, you, you know the 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 shit that makes so, them all that money. So, I mean, there's some interesting things. One of them is that Apple actually is pretty strict about what you preload with the phone. Um, mm-hmm. They have their own garbage that they put on there, um, which any Apple user knows those apps that they can't get rid of. Um, some of them are 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 just. Um, you know, ones that you just don't use. Other ones are ones that you, you really do want to remove. Um, Apple's pretty strict about what gets preloaded. So they're kind of, they've kind of, you know, championed their own way into making at least the phone experience good. But they're also worse because what happens is, is the, uh, when you pop a SIM card into an iPhone, um, certain SIM cards give that phone the ability to go in and change settings where other SIM cards lock those settings. So even in the case of a, of an iPhone, it gets, it gets odd. So with, um, um, my wife had an iPhone on Google Fi service for a few years and we decided to move her off of Google Fi, but in order to get Google Fi working, um, because it was offered as a beta service, um, sh- you had to modify the settings. So the SIM opened up these settings in the phone. The operating system allowed you to go in and change these settings. When we switched her to a new carrier, all of those settings disappeared. The problem is, is that that carrier didn't, in their SIM card, they didn't wipe out all of them. So she had old Google Fi settings inside there that we couldn't modify. So now we have a phone that's completely locked to this carrier. Well, it, I shouldn't say it's locked. It's an unlocked phone. If we put another SIM in it, it's happy. But with the SIM in there, or even with the SIM out, these settings, you can't even touch these these settings. And, and that puts that still puts the consumer in a bad situation. So I guess to your point, um, Apple does still... 
um, they do still have the mentality. Um, don't give people options that they wouldn't normally change. And that's, that philosophy is still drastically different from Android. Android by default. I mean, if you say, if you say the phrase APN settings to somebody with an Android, they usually nod their head because they've had to go in there before you say that same phrase to an iPhone user. They have no clue what you're talking about. Where are we at a time? 10, 11, my friend. I know, I I know, I know the time gunner. (laughs) You're like the the fucking Grim Reaper of fun. I know. (laughs) Can I lie? Are we at the hour about the time? I mean, you you can do whatever you want. We have like seven seconds before it's 60 minutes here. I mean, that's how close you are. That's insane. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. That's why you're like the Grim Reaper of fun. I'm like, we might be able to slide in. We might be able to slide in another topic here. Just like I slid that SIM card in. Just slide in another topic. And just like Verizon, I say no. (laughs) (laughs) Time has been met. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I think the listeners want more. I think that you're not giving them what they want. I did. The problem is, is the topic, the, the, the next topic, the next topic will take an hour. Is, oh. yeah. We'll take an hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. take an hour. So, so, I actually yeah. have a small topic here. Here's a little bonus, a little, a little bonus. I guess it all depends on if you guys have heard of it or not. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to guess that Gunner has heard of this, but strangely, not strangely, but I'm going to guess that Trace has not. Have either of you heard of the show named Taskmaster? Taskmaster. No, I have not. Ooh, interesting. Trace? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. I just recently found this show. So the reason I said Trace maybe not is it's a British show. So every once in a while, they're, like the host of the show is a bit smug. Um, but it's a it's a weird take on it's a comedy show. They have five comedians mm-hmm. and each I guess session they have, it's I think it's five episodes, and they compete. And they're given a task at the beat they're giving several tasks throughout the show. Um and it's it's all improv essentially. You know, they okay, here's here's an example. Uh they you, they they are walked into a room, and the taskmaster's assistant uh, gives them the task. Like it's like a, a note sometimes, or they're it's dictated to them, whatever. But this one, they had to <laughs> with whatever food they could, whatever food they wanted to use, they had to create a mask, um, just a mask, and the best tasting mask won. And it sounds kind of straightforward and uh, not that funny. But trust me when I say it's 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 very 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 funny <laughs> because it's not exactly it, it's it's awkward and weird and it's it's very funny. Some of, I just watched an episode well, that was that, like. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the fact that because that got picked up by Channel Four from what I read, and the fact that Channel Four picked it up I like because I like most of what Channel Four has produced. Um, they're actually, they're the ones that, that invented the black mirror series. <laughs> so for them to pick up a, a game show, uh, sounds very interesting. It's, and it's not even really a game show because the prizes are shit. Like if they're mm-hmm. not even really great prizes, it's more of a funnier and smarter. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. also I think started 
in the UK. I'm not 100% sure about that, though. Don't make Wayne Brady smack but it's, a bitch. It's fresh comedians. It's, it's they're they're most they're mostly British comedians, but there are some Americans on there. Not very well known comedians, I don't think. But man, it is. There are some episodes. It's ten seasons, but there are some episodes that are, I mean, like really really funny. The one I watched today tonight, it wasn't like. Oh my god, hilarious! But I also wasn't at the end of it. Like, oh, I wish I hadn't wasted fucking forty-five minutes of my life watching that. It was still very entertaining. So a little bit of we'll advice, check it out. or a little bit not advice, some guidance. Please check it out. I, you can I actually, I'm pretty sure you can get all the episodes on YouTube. Like, you don't have to pay for them or anything. And maybe not all of them, but you can definitely get a bunch of them. Are are you are you encouraging questionable consumption of of, of media, Wade? No, because it's uh it's like their their official site. Okay. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, no, not like stolen shit. I'm not I'm not uh encouraging anyone I mean, to steal it. I, I, I would also I would also say if there's no way to actually fucking legally get it at this point, then uh fucking you know, Bob's your uncle as well but it's some of the humor is dry but it's very good and honestly like some of the comedians on there have actually like spurred me to look these actual comedians up and find some of their other their other work because they're i mean some of them are fucking genius it it's a good show i i would suggest give it a shot sure and uh let's see how you feel about it that's all i had to add Television is weird because of how many fucking panel shows they have. You know, like three, yeah. out, of, like three out of five cats, that kind of whole... Have I got news There's for you? There's just something about it that's... I don't know. Everything tells me it should be shit, right? Like Doctor Who, especially early Doctor Who, you know, they didn't have these huge budgets or anything like that. Not like they do now, but like... It should be shit. I should not like it. But is it because like... Why do I like it so much? Well, I it's it's a it's a very difficult thing. I I assume maybe because they they take the art of acting a little more seriously, like in the classical sense. I don't know, but it's just good. Mm-hmm. It's like well, it's like it's like trying to explain to somebody why they might like Top Gear, even if they're not a car fanatic. Top right. Gear is the perfect the, example. The most, yeah, Top Gear is at least old Top Gear was the most dramatically produced car show that wasn't about cars that you will ever watch. Let me it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, so ridiculous. Shauna is is not into cars at all. Like she's not a gearhead. She could fucking care less. We watched Top Gear, they had like a marathon on several weeks ago. We watched it the, the whole episode. Like it's she so didn't lose interest. Good. It's so good. It's so good. It, it and it's it's start to fit. It, it is truly produced. I mean, it's got a it's got like a like a theme that they start off with. Um, it it reminds me a lot of like of like the Chappelle show. How the Chappelle show has like a single narration and then keeps cutting back to the clips because what it does is it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And by the time the episode's over, you're like, I know a lot more about Mustangs than I ever intended to know now as a result of this show <laughs> but you really you really fall in love with the hosts it's like, yeah 
this go ahead, go ahead. listen we acknowledge we we acknowledge yeah or or you know the the always the the you know the quintessential we acknowledge that the thing that we like is absolute dog shit but here's why it's not that british humor man it's fucking dry and it's very smug but man it hits it just hits different yeah. it has its own it's it's like the humor has its own i don't know very much like Chappelle. like the Chappelle show had an identity from the start and i understand some of the stuff that maybe he had that dave had done um now he's a little bit cons- you know concerned and, and not maybe not the, i don't know if he's not proud of it maybe he's not proud of it but you know maybe he felt like some of it didn't come out as, as he wanted it to but you cannot deny you know it's not just because dave Chappelle's in it like that entire show exudes yeah. him and his humor and like top here is it? Oh yeah, Netflix it is. Now, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Nice. Mm-hmm. I should go back and watch. Well, I, I've been watching it with my ten-year-old. Oh, nice. He's like, "Mom, he, you were allowed to say the n-word this many times on television," <laughs> 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 and we're like, "Well, yeah, he is." Chappelle is. Yeah. I don't know if if any other shows could stay on the air doing that, but he no, he, he definitely pushed the envelope, and I, it's un it's uncensored. So you you get the real I, I like that too because you get the real raw um, content. So like when they were bleeping out the swear words, it's not bleeped on Netflix. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah, but sometimes the bleeps just add to it. They do, they <laughs> so do, they do. do. It's, well, it, it, when you're watching it with a ten year old, it he, his jaw just drops. He's like, "This was this was really airing on on Comedy Central," and I'm like, "Yeah, it." It, 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 most of it was. I I don't know how much of the how much of this was being censored because that was before Comedy Central started to uh, you know let the f bombs get dropped because they they didn't used to, um, and now after a certain hour they will. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they aired like the the South Park um, movie, which uses the it uses the f words like twelve hundred times, yeah. and they aired, they aired that. I think it was like at one a.m. though, <laughs> and then they started yeah. creeping it up. Like I saw titties and beer um, performance on Comedy Central, and uh, and it, it, there was there was topless women huh. with without yeah, and I mean this is we're talking five years ago at least. And it was uncensored titties and beer with the audience. They were all lifting up their shirts um, and none of it was being censored on, uh, on comedy central. So they've, they've definitely, I don't know, raised the bar, lowered it, <laughs> but yeah, good writing. I agree. And we'll, we'll check. Okay, now we'll, that was check that out, but now it yeah. is time to kill the show. <laughs> kill it. I gave some bonus time. But it is now time for me to. Uh, it is. It is that time for me to ritualistically uh, murder the show. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we appreciate your continued support. Um, it's actually a uh, couple days before Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy it the best you can. Uh, be safe, obviously, but uh, it ain't going to be the same. So maybe next year we just have to. We just have to celebrate twice as hard, and. Uh, you know, take care of each other and, and make sure everybody's good. The holidays are here and uh, people get a little fucking weird during the holidays. Things uh, things get difficult for people sometimes. So with that, take care of yourselves and thank you very much for, uh, for the listen. Gunner, take us out. Ride the snake. 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 Ride the snake.